1: Wealth really um, transitions from the impatient to the patient and uh, if you can be patient in your purchasing, um, you, you sort of set yourself up to, um, to, to sort of buy well.
0: This is Property Investory where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Taran Shum and in this episode, we're back with co-founder of Yard, Nathan Gourley. We'll discover how he was able to ultimately change the home loan game by providing loans at a great price that is achieved through an easy online experience. You'll also hear the kinds of resources that inspired him, the mindset he adopted and much much more. With the help of his business partner, Ghouli delves into the reasons why he jumped into starting the company Yard.
1: But while I was in banking, uh, you know, and I, I started to see the, opp- the opportunity to, um, uh, you know, to sort of do do something, um, you know, with a group of other people, um, I started to sort of think about all of the people that I'd worked with um, over my career who, um, who you know, I, I really valued their insights and, um, and I'd be prepared to pay them with uh, effectively with my own money. Um, and and, uh, and and when when you sort of apply that test to um, to sort of an individual that you work with in a large organisation, it, it sort of can be quite quite a compliment. Is that you know, if you would if you value their skill set so highly and you'd be prepared to pay them with with your own funds, um, uh, you know they're they're obviously um, sort of. Incredibly good, good people and professionals um, to be able to sort of get on board, and um, you start to sort of uh, think about the uh, the types of um, skill sets that, that you might need, and um, and and what I looked to do was to, I guess, um, see if I could sell the journey to um, to these people, and um, and and uh, and get them to to sort of move, you know, take a big risk and, and move across to to a new um, sort of a startup business. Uh, how I met Tony, uh, sort of in 2010. Uh, and um, I, um, Tony was studying at the time and, um, and she was studying in the UK and I, I went over to the UK, um, to undertake a, a program, um, as a part of my, um, my, my doctorate. And, and Tony was, was undertaking the same program at the time. And, um, you know, we, we got to, to sort of to know each other and, and, um, and then um, I got to see how uh, sort of her career unfolded, and, and she found herself uh, in um, in a role as a, a management um, consultant, working for one of the, the larger um, US um, sort of American consulting firms, and um, and ended up um, slotting into a uh, into the financial services um, environment. And so um, by being sort of in and around, um, you know, digital business models, um, you know, mortgage and lending processes. Uh, she was, you know, a, a, a key, I saw her as a, a key sort of skill set to, to really sort of come in and, and drive, um, you know, I guess a strategy towards execution. She's she's an incredible um, doer and, uh, and, and incredibly rational, which, is, which has been important to, ha- to have around. And then you know the the other people that we um we've surrounded ourselves with are um I guess subject matter experts who you know are, are extremely keen to make a fundamental um, difference within this space. So they they're incredibly passionate about uh, about providing people um, with um, the support um, that they require when um, they uh, go about purchasing property. Um, they are incredibly passionate about um, reducing the um, the waste that you know is uh, within the home loan market at this point in time, um, and um, what they what they want to do is is deliver a um, you know a, I guess a, a unique new um, proposition to the market that that fundamentally sort of helps uh, people you know both get a better deal, um, get access to you know great amounts of funding, but then also not um, stress through the whole process um, whilst they sort of wait to understand where, where they stand.
0: As having a good relationship with your business partner is vital for success, Coolly explains how they develop their strong partnership.
1: Tony and I had the opportunity to to work together um, on a um, uh, you know on a, on a project uh, that she was undertaking too uh, at the organisation that I was working for when she was working for, for her firm, um, and so we got to sort of see how each other worked, and and we also sort of saw uh, I guess the, the size and the breadth of the opportunity um, that, that was was uh, you know available in terms of um, you know addressing the I guess the um, the whole uh, end-to-end loan application process, which, uh, you know, is, is incredibly inefficient and, and ancient. Um, it's something that has not evolved, um, you know, probably since the 1950s, in all honesty, um, with, with traditional lenders. And it's no, um, you know, right now, I guess in the last sort of 10 years, we've had this huge leap in the, in technological advancement. Um, so I guess from, from our perspective, we both saw that there was a um, a, a massive opportunity to address um, the um, the process side of um, the home loan application for for people, property finance for people. The second thing that was quite clear was the obviously the the complexity that was embedded within um, the existing products on the market, um, and um, you know we, we quite like um, simplicity, and um, we also uh, both didn't like the um, the fact that. Uh, everything is up for negotiation and it's not quite clear um, if you're getting the best deal that you can possibly uh, get and even if you do, you you sort of you still uh, feel a bit left, uh ripped off and, and then the, the final thing that we, we just both resonated is that um, you know banks have bank branches which cost lots, millions and millions of dollars to to run each year um, and then they have um, you know huge, uh teams of people that that are there to to run these manual processes which um just adds a lot of cost to the system and um and consumers uh sort of have to bear the cost of that efficiency inefficiency within the financial services system um so we we sort of think by having like a a, you know a very automated um back office model we can deliver a um, you know a, a faster and uh and lower sort of cost product to the market, um, which is what we've been able to do.
0: Easy shake of the hand to get this this business up and running.
1: I think we we both bring fundamentally different skill sets to the table. Uh, obviously, m- me with my my finance and um, you know and, and banking banking background, and and then Tony uh, with her you know, sort of strategy uh, and, and operations background and she's a fundamentally good people manager. She's exceptional when it comes to execution and driving towards an outcome. So uh, the easiest thing was uh, was agreeing the strategy and, and then it was sort of quite natural around uh, how we would then, you know, sort of go about executing upon it. And because of the, um, I guess, the different skill sets that we have, the division of, of labour between the two of us, uh, in those sort of early days, um, was quite clear. It was just a matter of, you know, coming together for a greater cause. To then, uh, you know, and, and based upon our um, experience and skill sets, you know, applying ourselves to, um, to doing, uh, you know, whatever the task was that, that we needed to nail. And, um, you know, this this project is 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 like uh, eating an elephant. Um, you you um, just need to do it sort of, you know, one bite at a time and. I really think that uh, where we are and where we want to go uh, where we're only uh, sort of through one of the toes at this point in time and um, I personally I would not have been able to do uh, this without her and her skill sets and and also um, the other members of the team that we have
0: Gooley goes on to explain how yard manages to fund their loans and investors keeping in mind the safety issues
1: to address the safety issue first um you know, first of all, uh, like with any lending business, the person that takes the risk is the lender, um, because we're effectively—I mean, it's—it's it's us party with our money to um, provide to an organisation to, or an individual to uh, to buy property. Um, so the risk really is um, is on on us, and and uh, it's that that's 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 probably the the first point. Um, how we we sort of get our funding? Um, well you can you can only really get your funding uh, one way because if you think about it um, uh, you know property in Australia is quite expensive um, I mean the average the average home uh, during the last sort of bull run up until 2017 um, the average house got above a million dollars in, in Sydney which is which is a substantial amount of money now when people uh, need to to borrow uh, to fund that asset purchase they're they're obviously taking out large uh, loans. Now um, the question then becomes: Well, that's an awful amount of money. How do we then get access to um, that funding um, first of all? But then, how do we get access to that funding at, at a really sort of cheap, cost-effective uh, rate? And and the answer to that is um, is is through you know financial markets and capital markets. Uh, and, and it's actually no different uh, in a way to any other uh, organisation that does lending, be it a bank, be it a building society or a credit union. Those companies take um, deposits. The deposits only make up a very small uh, amount of their balance sheet. Um, and what you saw sort of, you know, around 10 or 15 years ago, even the largest banks that only had um, 50% of their funding came from uh, mum and dad Deposits were even less than that, uh, to be honest. When when it was mum, and dad deposits, and then uh, the way that they supplemented that funding was through wholesale markets. Uh, and what we've done is we've gone straight to wholesale markets um, to acquire our our wholesale funding, and and we in turn have you know very large institutional um, investors that provide us with our our funding. Um, so we can then on lend that to to our, our retail customers, no different to any other um, any other wholesaler um, in any other industry. Um, so you know you could be an importer of um, packaging products and, and you import one hundred thousand um, uh, sort of um, cardboard boxes, for example, and and then you then need to find. Or, or you then, as the, the wholesaler or the distributor, then sell those uh, boxes individually. Um, so, that's no different to, to um, the, the funding model that, that lenders or all lenders take, um, you know, within, within Australia, the US, the UK, Canada and so forth.
0: In terms of say like this wholesale retail type of model, would you have to actually I guess take these funds all up front as a wholesaler first and then eventually just I guess offer them to retail customers which would be the investors, the mums and dads and so forth over a period of time? Is that kind of how that works or do you have, do you access those funds only when you need them?
1: There's a few different ways of doing it, and um, and and the the right answer when it comes to funding a balance sheet is you need um, a lot of different options. Um, you can't rely on one. Um, if you do rely on one, that's when um, things can um, sort of come unstuck for you. Um, so, you know, right now there's a lot of financial market volatility um, caused by COVID nineteen, and um, and in a like look if if we didn't have a diversified funding base in terms of who we were getting um, our funding from but then also the types of funding that we were using um, that's where organizations sort of get into problems um, banks building societies credit unions lenders all fall in the same boat so the key is is for you to have uh, a I guess a breadth of options available to you um, if you want to be sustainable um, through all parts of the business cycle. So right now, Tyrone, um, I mean, you know, we're completely open for business. We've got more funding than, than we could possibly, um, uh, you know, need, and uh, it means that um, we can we, we can continue to land. Our operations just don't slow down uh, at all. And so we're in quite a competitive position at the moment via our peers because of the um, – the diligent and conservative approach that, that we take to how we fund our balance sheet.
0: He discusses the duration it takes for his company to achieve what they offer to people.
1: There's a few components to it, and what we find is that um, it's it's really driven by the um, the property investor. So, how quickly do can can they move, or would they would like would they like to move? Um, and, and it depends upon their, their strategy or, or what they're looking to do. Usually, um, so we've had people come to us, uh, you know, at 4 p.m. on a Wednesday, saying, um, I, "I need uh, sort of approval so I can bid on a property at 6 p.m. tonight," and uh, and and we can turn that stuff around. So it takes around about 20 minutes to go through our online application process, and that. Kind of gives us um, the the information that the, the bulk of the information that we need from from an applicant. The next step is then to to verify uh, what the, the applicant um, has has sort of um, put in the application um, and make sure that there are no errors and, and also uh, legally uh, or we need to ensure uh, or we need to get evidence um, you know to support um, what's in the application because some. Um, what we don't want to do is to uh, provide the wrong type of lending product to someone. So, um, what we then we then look to, to understand is, I guess, um, we do the objectives, the requirements, um, and needs around around the, uh, the the home buyer or the home purchaser. And um, once we've we've sort of found out and we've got our um, our uh, I guess information together, um, we then have a credit team that will uh, look through that application and um, and then sort of sign off that, that that's good to go. And then once that application has, has been approved, um, you know, the individual um, can then proceed either to settlement. If it's a conditional approval, they then get the comfort that they can go and bid at an auction or, you know, make an offer on a, on a property or whatever it might be. So for different people, it can, can take um, different times. So, like, you know, for, for someone that... Uh, you know, might come to us and say, look, I am uh, looking at buying a property sometime this year and, um, you know, I really want to get a good idea from, from you guys on, on how much I can can borrow so I can refine my, my search and, and narrow down, you know, the areas and the type of property that, that I'm uh, you know, I can afford to, to purchase. So we provide a pre-approval. That person goes away, you know, attends some open homes, and it could be a few weeks or, or even months before we, we hear back from them. And then, and then they re-engage with us uh, and uh, they say, look, I'm ready to bid on a property. I've found a, you know, a two-bedroom unit that I really like. It sort of ticks all my boxes. Um, can I firm up my, um, my application? And, uh, and then we then go through that, that process with them so that they can get the confidence to you know, make, an, make an offer. Um, so it just depends it, it's really it's really tied to uh, the applicant we can move as quickly um, or as slow as, um, as anyone um, would like and um, and it just comes back to you know, sometimes the, the strategy and the needs of the objectives of the of the investor
0: Coming up after the break, we hear about Guili's type of mindset he follows to achieve success.
1: In my experience, there's, there's probably no silver bullet, and it, and it comes down to I guess your your goals and and who you are um, as you know one way or one method might um, might be better than another for, for you. And
0: the best advice he has received throughout his property investing journey,
1: wealth really um, transitions from the impatient. To the patient, and uh, if you can be patient in your purchasing, um, you you sort of set yourself up to um, to to sort of buy well.
0: And that's next. I'm Tyrone Schump and you're listening to Property Investor. Have you reviewed your interest rate on your investment loan recently and discovered that you're paying too much to the big four banks? Or have they charged you fees on additional repayments, redraws or an offset account? If you answered yes to either of these questions, you are not alone. For being a loyal listener of the podcast, the team at Yard are offering you a low rate, fully featured investment loan with no application fees. And with unlimited additional repayments, unlimited free redraws, and 100% interest offset facility. Because everything is done online, they pass the savings back to you and make the process seamless. Trust me, I have tried Yard and it's been the easiest application process I've ever experienced. I was done in less than 10 minutes. To get your investment loan, simply visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash Yard or you can SMS your details to 0499881040 and quote Yard spelled Y A R D. Guoli strongly believes yard is more beneficial online, not only for him and his company, but also for the clients.
1: The reason why we um, we have the online process is that um, we want to avoid people having to use paper-based forms um, because that's frustrating, right? And 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 we want people to be able to submit be able to submit an application for a loan from anywhere in the world on any device, right? So they could be sitting in a park um, in Europe on their mobile and they could submit an application, right? So they could be sitting in front of a desktop computer in their office and they can they can submit an application. They can do that in around 20 minutes. But what's key though is that you need to recognize that every single property investor um, has their own story and their property investing journey is unique to them. Um, Their property preferences um, are different. Their investment strategy is their own. Their cash flows, their income types and their spending patterns are unique to them. And um, and there is not one case that looks identical to another. Uh, Every individual is different. And as a lender, it's important to really nail what a customer um, needs and wants today and also in the future. And if we as a lender were to send people through a broker or through some sort of offshore call center, we would not get that understanding. So what we have to do is we supplement a digital experience with a a really highly skilled team of personal loan consultants. And we make that loan consultant the sole point of contact for every single investor. um, All the way um, through their journey with Yard from um, you know, the initial touch point to all the way through to, you know, like, hey, my conveyancer is um, Joe Blogs. here's their phone number, can you please help me deal with them? You know, like the whole process, it's just one person and, um, and we find that that's sort of quite critical in, in really getting to know um, the individual and what their objectives are and how we can best um, sort of help them.
0: And if you didn't do that, you wouldn't know your customer that well. And, and it sounds like you have had so many conversations, and that, that's fantastic because then you can tailor the best product for the market, which is your customers as well.
1: Exactly, and and also just just turn stuff around so much faster, um, which is what which is what people want.
0: After settlement, is it just pretty, pretty much business as usual? if They just start paying the loan and all that. It's not much different, is there?
1: Once that customer's got their loan, um, uh, you know they 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 become a customer of Yard. Um, they still. They still maintain their initial touch point so that that person that they've been speaking to all the way along is, is still there to, to help them with anything. It could be um you know, oh, hey, I got locked out of my internet banking. Um can you can you just sort me out and, and that person can help them? Like a whole range of, of activities, like it could be you know, reissue me with a new statement, or it could be, hey look, I'm thinking about um, uh, you know, I, I purchased that 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 place from you, um for example. You know, I, I had a customer um, who had bought a, a, an investment property down uh, in Hobart, um, and and they, uh, you know, continued to to sort of communicate with them, and then and then following um, the you know sort of this, the settlement, a few months later, um, they they sort of started exploring options of of uh, of consolidating their superannuation and, and went down the path of establishing an SMSF trust. And uh, and then that resulted in I guess you know helping that person acquire a um a, a residential property for their, their SMSF. Um, so it's important to not just um uh keep like or be aware of of what the, the strategy is um, behind that person today, but you you can't just then like you know say goodbye and like leave leave everything um to them. Uh, otherwise like you're you're truly not not helping them um, for their next objective or their next purchase down the track or you know upgrading a home or it could be even it could even be taking cash out to do some renovations or, or to buy a car so like the post settlement the you know the the contact doesn't stop but obviously um, you know people there's not as much um, that that, that you can help um, someone with like it's sort of quite active through the application process and then sort of post settlement, um, it's as as per the, you know, the customer really requires.
0: He goes on to share how important it is to build up long-term customer relationships.
1: You also want to be able to give the confidence um, to someone like, and this is why we, we want people to have their own um, sort of uh, personal sole point of contact is that, you know, you, you you might you might really want to move quickly with property, and um, you might see something, and you and and you and, and a lot of like savvy investors, they they know the value of, of that asset, and um, and they don't want to have to wait uh, as an existing customer, sort of six, seven, eight weeks just to get approval. They they want to be able to pick up the phone, call their contact. Um, and, uh, and and get an understanding of where they stand, you know, pretty quickly, so they can confidently go in, and and, uh, and make an approach for for that that next investment. And so that's what um, we feel as though is is quite key is is having that that personal uh, individual uh, that personal um, sort of you know touch point that people can or, or our customers can sort of just draw on and use. Uh, so that they, um, if if something does change uh, in you know in with what they're doing, they can just sort of pick up the phone and, and have that chat.
0: After successfully implementing Yard Online, Coolly delves into how it all came together.
1: We have a very experienced um, uh, chief technology officer who um, has you know sort of like uh, global technology experience in, in with financial services companies in in different markets and. Uh, and uh, he was sort of quite keen leading the architectural design um, for, for our business. And, um, and then once we, um, you know, once we sort of had, had designed our, our architecture um, and all of our, our security layers, um, which, which is a huge um, part of it, uh, we then sort of set about uh, getting, getting that, that then built. Um, so, you know, there, there's a variety of um, sort of different componentry that, that goes into to our technology. You know, it's a combination of, of both systems that, that we've, um, you know, constructed, constructed ourselves, but, but also to, um, you know, third-party systems uh, that, that, you know, we, we sort of, uh, you know, buy or license and integrate into, um, into what we're doing. Like there's a lot of stuff that, you know, uh, it works and it works quite well and it's new and it's nimble. Um, so it's like, well, why waste the time and the effort trying to reinvent the wheel? Uh, you know license it and um, and integrate it into what we have so technology has been um, you know is, is obviously a really big part of our business and will always continue to to be one and um, uh, I think the the approach that you need to take with uh, with technology is um, is you know like what is the problem that you're attempting to solve and and will you uh, as a business uh, will will the feature that you're looking to add um, sort of create value for your customers and, and as well for your, your business and, and then the next question becomes, all right, well, based on those answers, I want to go down this path. Um, should I uh, build this technology myself or should I um, license it or, or purchase it from you know a specialist provider?
0: We take a look at what resources and mentors the investor encountered throughout his property journey.
1: I get the opportunity now to speak with, uh, um, you know, people from all over Australia um, day in, day out who um, are investing in property. And um, what I can share is that there are so many different ways to make money in property. And and we see this through um, what our customers are, are doing and, and, um, and different property investors um, have uh, achieved uh, different things, and and um, and in my experience, there's there's probably no silver bullet, and it, and it comes down to I guess your your goals and and who you are um, as you know one way or one method might um, might be better than another for, for you, and and I think if, if you want to find um, a um, a mentor. Uh, you you probably you should have already decided on what it is exactly that you want to achieve through investing in property, and and um, and you need to work out is it you know are you looking to uh, a property as a passive investment where you're you're buying and uh, holding property, and if so, you're not needing to do much for that property, um, so it's easy for you to maintain um, a lifestyle away from your property. Um, it's quite passive. Um, alternatively are you looking to uh, generate some sort of forced equity through a property development and this can be a a really great way to make money through property Um, but it often takes um, you know a a lot of work um, that anyone that's been through that process will appreciate and you you need to draft plans you need to deal with council be regularly uh, on site and that's much more active. Um, So whichever way uh, you want to go, you should look for a mentor, in my opinion, who has um either worked on a similar strategy um, to you and or is at least on their way to achieving what it is you're you're setting out to achieve. And um, honestly, um, this mentor is is more likely to have experienced Many of the trials and tribulations that you're going to to encounter, and and what a, a really good mentor can can do is they can guide you through that. And that that does not just apply to property investing, but, but anything in your life is that uh, you need to sort of work out, you know, where it is that you want to go, and then you you then back solve that and find um, someone who has gone through it in the past. Um, and can share their experience around, um, you know, what they did, what worked and what didn't and that will then prepare you for essentially what's to come.
0: Ghoulie also shares with us the kinds of things he has read that have inspired him along his journey.
1: There's some stuff that I'm pretty frequent in in, in sort of reading and, and these days, um, I kind of um, I, I, can't, I really like um, uh, you know sort of different series of short sort of podcasts articles and, and commentaries and like probably one comes to mind because I was I was having a read of it this morning and it's something that um, I've been you know reading on and off now for, for probably around two decades like right from you know sort of my my school days all the way through all of my education and, and working life and it's a website called Molden Economics, M A U L D I N Economics, and uh, it started out um, as just one guy, John John Malden, um, and he started just sort of publishing his thoughts and insights. Um, but he now has um, around a dozen, sort of in my view, really excellent commentators, and they are publishing some pretty regular stuff, and they they write on a variety of investing topics. Um, including property like economics and other things but you know like there's a there's a lot of stuff uh sort of there and um they're they're very quick reads and and quick listens and um what it's done is it's it just gives me a clearer understanding of of, i guess some of the forces that are driving investment markets and, and also the global economy and um I, I just find, uh, you know, when, when you, if you, if you are time poor, um, you, you know, you sort of sometimes uh, shorter reads can, can uh, provide you with, you know, very good uh, degrees of understanding of, of um, where things are at, but also inform your uh, opinion of uh, or help guide you around what you should or should not do.
0: Is this some kind of like publication that goes out like regularly, or is it just published on their website?
1: You can go on on, on the website, and you can you can sign up to uh, the email subs, um, sort of distribution list, and you can sort of select the the topics or, or the um, uh, or the authors that, that you might um you might like, or, or they might be writing on stuff that that interests you and you know it's not everything because there's quite a bit there now so so you know not everything that's on there is for me and um and I read the stuff and that sort of is of interest to me and you know if I don't get time for it then then that's fine but um you know like they they often sort of also reference um other podcasts and other articles and sometimes that's quite cool to get on there and um and see those um see those other articles and that then you know, takes you down like sort of another path of of some pretty cool stuff that you can uh, you can also tune into.
0: The intelligent investor looks back on the best advice he has received that has helped him reach his goals.
1: The best advice um came uh, that's come to me um it's probably like sort of you know twofold um like the way that that I've seen things um across you know sort of financial markets across uh, different asset markets uh, to date is that. Wealth really um, transitions from the impatient to the patient, and uh, if you can be patient in your purchasing, um, you you sort of set yourself up to um, to to sort of buy well. Um, if your um, uh, if, if your go-ahead decision is clouded, um, sort of you know by sort of emotive factors, or you know you you do something that's quite hurried. Uh, typically, uh, you end up meeting um, the price of the of the seller. Um, so, if you're patient, uh, you know, throughout the course of time, um, typically you'll be the beneficiary of, I guess, you know, wealth moving to you from from someone that is is perhaps less patient than you.
0: I love that. That is very very unique. Um, it's sort of sim- simple to like. Warren Buffett I guess patience
1: I think I borrowed that from uh from, yeah, you know from him um but then the other thing is is like you know really like um you know your, your experience your knowledge and your education um you know and this is a quote right it's it's sort of like that sets you up for uh for what's ahead uh in the future and and um and the, the more that you do do today will, will ultimately um you know deliver you with benefits uh, down the track
0: Going back ten years, Gully shares what he would have said to his past self.
1: Probably get organised and become more rational.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a good one. And looking forward to say the next five years in your journey, um, whether it be for yard and also the property journey side of things. What are you most excited about? I'm
1: excited for yard um, because we're, we've got some some huge objectives, um, and um, and you know we're 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 obviously. Sort of looking forward to to becoming more of a household name, but um, but then just just personally, like, look, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what opportunities sort of make themselves available over the next um, year or so. Um, because as I mentioned, like, as my family grows, I'm going to need to upgrade the the family home at some point and, and get some more space. And um, you know, uh, like, uh, it's not it's sort of it's sort of not inconceivable, uh, given you know what's sort of happening in, in you know around the world um for you know property prices uh or, or or for there to be some value um for patient investors um in in the property space and so um you know I'm, I'm looking forward to to keeping an eye on the on the market um to you know to ultimately make a make a property play and um you know for, for over the medium to, to longer term
0: Totally agree and there's going to be some opportunities just waiting for the next, say, three to six months or so when things sort of start to pan out a bit more. This is just too early to say what's going to happen.
1: After the GFC hit, um, Australians spent, you know, um, some time shoring up their own balance sheets and then once they became more comfortable, what they ended up doing was um, channeling their wealth into property and away from equities and um, that's kind of what we then saw over the, the five years to sort of late 2017 where you had nation nationwide housing prices going up by um, by 50 percent and um, you know we saw house prices fall um, by around 10 percent uh, you know between late 2017 and mid 2019 and, um, and um, but then right now we're, we're not that far away from the, the the peak that they they hit but with everything that's that's um, happening it's not inconceivable for, for prices to retrace again and, and pockets of value to to obviously um, pop up and and for any uh, savvy property investor um that's that's pretty appealing and if if they've got a medium to long term sort of holding period you know the ability to take advantage of any sort of pullback in prices that, that might happen is is you know an ideal to time to to actually sort of you you know uh Go and purchase something, and and personally, I I probably fall within that category.
0: How much of your success is due to your skill, intelligence, and hard work, and how much of it is because of luck?
1: I think everyone sort of always has like a um, you know a fair fair amount of luck, and um, you know I I also uh, sort of think that um, you know there's there's a lot of hard work that goes into this, and it's probably more hard work than than anything else, and. I mean, you'd need to have a base level of intelligence, and and for me personally, I just surround myself with uh, with really smart people, uh, and then just work really hard.
0: Thank you to Nathan Gooley, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you'd like to hear Nathan's full story, simply visit propertyinvestory.com. Hey, before you go, just a quick one. For being a loyal listener of the podcast, the team at Yard are offering you a low-rate, fully-featured investment loan with no application fees and with unlimited additional repayments, unlimited free redraws and 100% interest offset facility. Because everything is done online, they pass the savings back to you and make the process seamless. Trust me, I've tried Yard and it's been the easiest application process I've ever experienced. I was done in less than 10 minutes. To get your investment loan, simply visit propertyinvestory.com forward slash Yard or you can SMS your details to 0499881040 and quote Yard spelt